0: Hello and welcome to Lore Watch Roundtable, freeform discussion about lore in the games of Blizzard Entertainment. I'm Ann Stickney, one of two lore-focused writers from Blizzard Watch, and I've got both of my wonderful co-hosts with me today. First up, the other lore writer from Blizzard Watch, and that would be Matt Rossi. Hey, Rossi. Hello. How's it going?
1: I just had a dog sit on my head as we were about to start doing this. Oh. Like, I-, I was on the couch waiting. I was literally after an alarm set for 2.30, so I'd come up to for the recording. Okay. And as the alarm went off, the dog jumped up on me and... Champed jammed her tongue so far up my nose that I I feel like I've just been squeegeed internally. Okay. Well, Well, welcome
2: to puppy ownership.
1: There you go. Uh, I don't think it's, I don't think it could possibly taste good up there, but apparently she's real interested.
0: Okay. Well, um, since you already piped up our other co-host, of course, it would be Joe Perez. Hey, Joe.
2: Hey, how's it going?
0: It's, well, I'm not getting my nose squeegeed by an enthusiastic dog, so there's that.
2: (laughs) That's very true. That's very true. (laughs)
0: All right, so uh, we're back from BlizzCon, um, and BlizzCon was kind of a mixed bag in terms of lore reveals and things like that. We really, we got more information on upcoming patches and stuff than anything else, and I I don't know about you guys, but I still kind of have to sift through it all. Um, I almost don't really want to talk about that upcoming stuff until it actually gets here, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I feel like we've been burned about that before in the past, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the problem is is when we discuss stuff that hasn't been released yet, chances are that stuff will change between now and when it is actually released. So what
1: is there to actually talk about that we didn't know? Uh, I, mean, I
0: don't know. The, the t- only t- thing is,
1: stuff. That stuff isn't new. We knew we were going there. I mean, seven point one
0: point five stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know.
1: There really isn't a lot of. The only new lore is the reveal at the very end of the perfor- of the performance. I'm calling it, but you know, the, at the very end of the presentation, yeah, when uh, he basically mic dropped Argus and left, and that's yeah, we, we even knew that. Like we weren't like none of us we were, were surprised. Pretty, we were pretty sure we were
0: going there. I mean, I thought it was going to be like an expansion and not a patch, but I'm okay with it being a patch. So, uh, so today, instead of talking about BlizzCon stuff, we're going to talk about a subject that. I find absolutely fascinating and I think you guys probably find it pretty fascinating too. Um, We got an email from somebody and I'm gonna go over this email and then we're just gonna kind of jump right in okay? Um, so this email is from David and it says hello, the discussion about the great cycle in the last Lore Watch episode made me think about the time disruption that happened in the War of the Ancients novel the old gods created the time rift, right? I reread some passages recently but I wasn't able to decide whether or not they managed to do what they were trying to do Crassus theorizes that they want to redirect the Well of Eternity portal to their prison to break free but we have no idea what their plan actually was. At some point in the novel Illidan casts a spell the portal and Tyrande senses that his powers are greatly augmented by the old gods during this spell. If I recall correctly, nothing prevents Illidan from completing that spell. Again, if I remember correctly, it's never explained what the effects of that spell was. It's never referred to again. What if that spell there at that moment did something which affects... did something. Where and the effects of that spell will only appear sometime in the future. What if the Great Cycle is the fact that time has to be relived again up to the point where the old gods decided they needed to change time to make their escape happen, like their last gambit right before they're truly defeated. Thanks for lore watch and everything else you do at Blizzard Watch, you're the best. So I already have three ideas here. Okay. Well before we jump into that What we're going to talk about today, we're going to kind of address that question, but not really, because what we're going to talk about today is time travel and time travel in the Warcraft universe and the Bronze Dragon flight and cycles and alternate universes. And why don't we just jump into it, right? There are several points in time where there appear to be some kind of split. And the first one is where you're talking about here, David, where it's the War of the Ancients, because we had the original history... And then that history was changed when Crassus and Ronan and Broxigar went back in time. And it's obvious that the Broxigar version is the correct version because that's what we're seeing reflected in Legion. Like every every vision that we have of the past, if you go back in the vision of the past and that whole journey, Illidan's journey, you'll see Crassus there. You'll see Broxigar there. You can even do a quest with Broxigar. It's pretty cool. So it's obvious... Which of these is canon, but yeah, what happened to the other stuff? And Rossi, you said you've got three theories to talk about, so
1: I'm just going to let you go. Well, the first one is you have to look at this not from the perspective of when the portal gets opened in our time and then you go back. You look at it first up from the perspective of time back then. Illidan casts a spell, it's greatly augmented by the old gods, and it does something. And we don't know what it does. Um, That doesn't have to have anything to do with time travel. That, that, there's nothing that says that what Illidan did is related to time travel in any way. However, it's very possible that what Illidan did is open the time rift that brought everybody there in the first place. And that would, be, that would be, make the most sense because Illidan could have cast that spell and been affected by the Old Gods before Crassus and Ronin. And so he started
0: Bok. the spell that put Nazdarmu in jeopardy that made him send
1: the other that's, guys to the past? That's possible. It's not necessarily the case. The the, the thing about time travel is you have to think of it in terms of like a board. Like you're not moving just through space. You're moving through time. You are taking actions after their consequences and before their consequences. You know, cause doesn't have to follow. It doesn't have to precede effect. It can follow it. Um, When you're doing that kind of thing, the first rule of temporal mechanics is always, you know, how do you ground yourself so you're not affected by any changes you make? The old gods, obviously, they're void beings. They're from the the Great Dark, not from the Great Dark Mound, they're from literally the Void. They were sent here by the Void Lords. They, essentially, the Void would probably be a good place to be if you want to alter time. Because the Void has no, there's nothing there. It, it is literally negation. It is Void. So whether or not the Illidan had anything to do with that portal in the beginning of the book, which is, you know, the book series really, if you think about it in terms of, Illidan, boosted by the old gods, what are they boosting Illidan to do? And why doesn't Illidan care? And why
2: doesn't Tyrande really care? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Tyrande notices it, and then we're just kind of like, eh, oh well. Yeah, that always struck me as a little bit weird. Like, if if she truly did notice that, why was there no action taken? Because she seems totally like the type of person that would be like, yeah, this, this probably isn't good.
0: Maybe that's something that needs to be addressed, and yet she doesn't
1: address it. Yeah. It's really one of those situations where In terms of what the old gods were after, keeping in mind that we know they're unfathomable entities, they don't think like we do, and they don't act like we do. They're they're beings that will totally start a plan and seemingly are totally okay with dying because dying to them is barely even an inconvenience. Like the entirety of Old Oar leads to us going in to step on Yag's, you know, Yag Saron, and he doesn't even care. Like he's he's barely even inconvenienced. So. Well, keep that in mind. If the whole purpose of altering the War of the Ancients is for what? What is the reason to bring back? And keep in mind, too, the the old gods aren't the ones that sent those three back. That was Nozdormu. The old gods were attacking Nozdormu, assuming that they are the ones who were even behind it, which we're in a weird place now where we have the infinite dragonflight has a lot of really weird irons in the fire. One of the things I've noticed about them is that they seem to have a lot in common with both the old gods and the Nazareth yeah it's kind of a little bit of both isn't it the other thing that i want to talk about
0: as far as the old gods go you know you're talking about how they they're kind of like floating out there in the indistinct void this is kind of it's almost um verified if you go into the architraz last boss in the architraz harbing harbinger skyrus yeah uh, yeah think- one of the things that he says is that he bears allegiance to powers untouched by time and unmoved by fate like he's he's part of this whole old God thing and this old God thing spans the universe as countless as the stars. I think he said that he was merely one of infinite multitudes. So they're, they're very much, they're like the Legion in that they, you know, all realities, all dimension, all time, they exist everywhere at once.
1: Except they're kind of the opposite of the Legion. Uh, Yeah. yeah. In that the Legion are very much, you don't see time travel from the Legion ever. Mm -hmm. The Legion never time travels. Like go and look at every time the Legion's the universe Universes, yes, but not time. No, time because
0: they exist be everywhere simultaneously.
1: Whereas the old well, gods have no problem with time travel.
2: Well, I was going to say we kind of we kind of talked about that before in one of the previous episodes where uh, we were talking about warlords in particular, and the Legion doesn't seem to have a handle on time travel, and they need somebody else to do it for them, and that seems to be the case. Whereas the old gods, I, I think they, I think they are the fact where. Anything that's a void entity seems to exist like sort of. I don't. uh, What is that that multiverse theater where they just they're always there?
0: Yeah, I don't think that the Legion needs somebody to do it for them. I think they just like dominoes have been set up, and maybe it's all part of this whole cycle thing. But let's get back to the War of the Ancients for now, though, because obviously there was something going on there with the old gods, even if the War of the Ancients didn't really involve them. Because the War of the Ancients was very, very much about you know factional divide between the Night Elves, the Highborn, Ashara trying to bring the Legion in, the Legion fighting the Night Elves, and everyone else for that matter trying to bring Sargeras to Azeroth. And the Old Gods didn't really seem to have much of a hand in that until you got to the end of the book when it was really blatant that they were talking to Ashara. And they kind of stepped in once everything had failed. Why didn't they
1: step in before then? Because, because they it, don't care either way; they're into chaos. Yeah, well,
2: they don't say that. as much. I was gonna say not only that, but I mean, even if, even if the Legion successfully gets to Azeroth and you know, quote unquote, reorders things, all that's gonna do is free them from whatever prisons that they're restricted to. The chaos, like you said, it's going to feed them. It's going to give them. Whatever they're looking for, as far as like, okay, well, we need to, we have our, our long term plan. And I think the reason we didn't hear anything from them is because up to that point, everything was fitting into that long term plan of theirs. Like the Legion coming, everything, because remember, they don't fear the Legion. They don't care about the Legion. They don't, they don't think that they're a problem at all for very good reasons. They just, they don't care.
1: Well, let's look and, at something else to, to consider as well. When Loken takes over Alduar, Loken is terrified absolutely terrified that Algalon will come. Yeah, Yogg isn't even remotely afraid of this. Yogg goes so far as to convince Loken he should set things up so that when he dies, Algalon will be summoned. Do you think that Yogg-Saron and the rest of the
0: old gods know that the Titans died?
1: I don't really know. That That's an interesting question. They might, in fact, know because they would have had access to Loken.
2: Yeah, I would imagine and that they do.
0: Is that why they're so blasé about, yeah, go ahead, get the reorigination origination device. We don't care. No, I think... It's not re- like anything is going to come of it. The Titans are dead. Is that... Do you think that they're aware of that? Because obviously the Titans, the last essence of their spirits or whatever, came to Azeroth. Uh,
2: I think it goes beyond that. Like, so... And I, and I brought this up, this analogy beforehand where like azeroth is a system and what what is the old gods what is their purpose here on azeroth so the corrupt infest and take over right essentially they're a virus they're a virus entering a system well if the virus has complete integration with the core of the system um, and you don't eradicate it you can't eradicate it and you reconfigure the system you reinstall it if it's still in that initial kernel if it's still in that seed all you're doing is giving it root access to that base point from the point of origination so in my mind they don't care if azeroth gets reordered great let it be reordered you're just pushing us deeper into the core system you're getting us to the places we can't touch because we're so integral to the system now that when you rebuild everything we're now fully 100 part of it i think it fit potentially would fit their plans yeah absolutely summon summon your your Celestial beings to reorder everything. We're already here. We're here to stay. There's well, see, nothing left to kill us or remove us.
1: I already, I, I already disagree with you because that's not how the origi- reorigination is going to work. We've seen how reorigination works. Um, the reason that there's a desert in uh, in Aldham is because of how reorigination works. It doesn't rebuild the halls of origination. Straight up, are just going to kill everything. They're not going to rebuild Azeroth it as a new thing. It just raises
0: everything to yeah.
1: dust it, it, pretty it much just so that the Titans everything. can come back and start over. Yeah, like, um, and maybe that's, I, I am willing to believe that they're, if they know that the Titans are dead, then they're like, sure, kill everything. But the, the thing is, is we know re- re-origination, when it is used, just destroys everything. It's, it's just also, gonna it's just gonna straight up kill everything.
2: And even and that would what, fit them, right? Like, even that would fit them, because, I mean, but, they don't need necessarily to have indigenous life, right?
1: No, well, here's the thing. They wanted the halls of re-origination to the point where they had Deathwing trying to get them. Yeah. They want to push that button. They tried to get Algalon to do it. When he didn't do it, they tried to directly seize control of the halls of reorigination and push the button themselves. They're totally okay with scouring this planet of life because, and this is what a big thing to me, I think they understand better than anyone how dangerous we are.
2: Oh yeah, I would there's, agree.
1: There's, there's a thing... One of the, the quotes from the from Ilgal Il-Giloth, Ilgiloth or whatever I can't say the thing's name, the evil tree monster in Emerald Nightmare. It says things like "Flesh is its gift. You are, he is your true creator." The reason they keep trying to use organic life is because they they recognize in it something that the Titans never did. Um, the the synthesis of the Titan you know Titans created the Titan Forge before they were you know corrupted, um, the, before the curse of flesh. They recognize in them, the ability to join order and chaos together. The old gods are all chaos all the time. And you can do a lot with that, but you can't build with it. The old gods' empire wasn't built. It was just spawned. It was just, you know, literally from the flesh of the old gods came these these monstrosities, the Naraki and the, and the Karaji. They just oozed them. They couldn't build anything. Their, their citadels were literally them. They didn't have an empire, really. You know, we call it the Black Empire, but it wasn't really a nation
2: of any kind. There was no nothing there. They didn't build anything because it was just them. Yeah, and if they could have built everything, if they could have actually done, you know, the same thing, even even, on, even a, a tenth of the level of like the Titans did with Origination. Uh, and building the races they probably would have overrun the entirety of the planet without any sort of hesitation right
1: the whole thing yeah and the other thing is
2: the whole thing the old gods are here about is to corrupt azeroth and
1: create a void titan because they can't do it themselves if they were if the old gods or the void lords for that matter were capable of truly building in this reality they'd already have won they don't have the capacity. They need that servant. They need a Titan to come along and do things for them. That's why they want to avoid Titan in the first place. And think about it. It's, it's weird because the, the Legion and the Old Gods both kind of represent different aspects. One of them is destruction to prevent creation, and the other is literally just destruction because of you know the idea of corrupted creation. And they're the two, they're both flip sides of this destructive coin. Neither of them make anything anymore. The the Legion, in particular, is like every time it looks like they make stuff, the stuff they make is just to to ruin other things. So they they kind of have creativity, but it's it's warped and, and twisted. And the old gods don't even have creativity. They can't create anything. They can only corrupt it. They don't have hands. Okay. Um. <laughs> but, but to get back to the time travel thing like we were talking about, one of the things that's always fascinated me is that the, the, um, it was Amon I believe, who empowered Nosdormo. Yes. And it was Amon who who selected him and said, this is what you have to do because there is one true timeline, though others will have it different. And that's always fascinated me because how do the Titans know? there's one true timeline. Do they just mean, well, the timeline that makes us happen is the one true timeline? Well, what are they getting at? What does that really mean? And now that Nosdormu has basically given up being an aspect, is there anybody guarding that one true timeline anymore? Is there any protection for it? And that comes back to this whole idea of, we're talking about the circle and how you know the circle, does it, does it connect to the spell Illidan cast? Does it connect to the old gods trying to create the time portal in the first place. What were they doing? Why were they going after Nosdormu? What does it have to do with, say, um, Murazond? And the thing that Murazond creates. Murazond at his death calls out to Amonthul. He doesn't call out to the old gods. He calls out to Amonthul. He believed he was doing the right thing. So why? Does he believe that because he's corrupted? Or was he not corrupted? Did he say, oh god, I gave up my power and I can't guard the true timeline and now everything's going wrong? I have to find a way to safeguard the one the true timeline. Because as far as we know, Nozdormu is still going to turn into Murazond, And, you know, we don't have any way of knowing. Is that the cycle? It's
0: it's actually kind of interesting, because if you look at the dialogue from that dungeon, obviously Murazond, when he dies, he says, you know not what you've done, Amon Thule, what I have seen, and then he just dies, right? But Nozdormu says... At last it has come to pass the moment of my demise. The loop is closed. My future self will cause no more harm. Still, in time, I will fall to madness, and you will vanquish me. The cycle will repeat. So it goes. There's another cycle right there. Now, the interesting part about this, right, is there was this whole bit about, you know, the Aspects, and they had, like, their own storyline, and that was supposedly all brought to a close in Cataclysm, where it was revealed that the purpose of the Dragonflights, like, the purpose of the Aspects, was to keep this one true timeline intact, yes, but it was in order to prevent the Hour of Twilight. Once they had performed that, they were done. Their task was done. Their task was finished, and it was left to the age of mortals where we're supposed to take over and keep doing whatever it is we're doing because apparently it's working correctly that always struck me as a little weird because i don't know there was something about it that felt almost anticlimactic you know what i mean i honestly one of the first things i thought when
1: i heard that was that if if the old gods knew about this which obviously they did because they corrupted deathwing you know? Well,
0: here's the thing is the reason the Aspects came about in the first place was because of Galakron, and Galacron was very obviously corrupted by the old gods.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but here's my thinking, like in terms of all this, in terms of the Hour of Twilight, if you need to, to, if you want to warp time and you want to change history so that you win and you've got this dragon who's totally going to stop you, get him to give up his power. Get the Aspects to say, okay, we're done. We've prevented the Hour of Twilight. Give them an Hour of Twilight to prevent And then go on your way. And they can't stop you anymore. what did they expend the last of their powers on? Stopping Deathwing.
0: What had happened to Deathwing? He was completely corrupted by the old gods. It was almost like a checkmate of sorts. Because they were like, okay, here's this monstrous, hugely powerful thing.
1: Use all your powers to get rid of it. Cool. You're no longer a piece on the board. And you'll, you'll even notice that when we have Xavius, who goes back to the original War of the Ancients... Uh, is clearly a satyr so he's corrupted he was created by that way by Sargeras so he's bound to the legion but he's been listening to the old gods for like millennia now he's been doing their bidding he was he was the nightmare lord he is the nightmare lord what does he do like wh- he immediately goes after Ysera. Mm-hmm. and now she's dead that's he got rid of the aspect who was the biggest threat to their plans bar none yeah like he, she you know Now we've got, you know, all the hints are that, you know, supposedly we've purged the the Emerald Nightmare at the end of the raid. We're told that we've purged it, but there's definitely a sense of
2: there's that void seed still. Yeah, there's a
0: little void seed in the back of it. And the thing is, is like Ysera's spirit appears and walks over to it, like she'll lead you right to it under the tree
2: or what's interesting ever- about that too is if you're a shadow priest um your weapon actually reacts to that
0: it'll talk to you yeah
2: it talks to you about that particular thing like of that seed like um, renee and we did it and renee walked over She's like my artifacts talking to me oh my god my artifact what does this mean what does this mean and it was just one of those moments where like even it recognizes that it's not completely gone
1: well, they, they even intimate like its dialogue intimates that Nizoth is awake now because he, he was dreaming He was uh, dreaming to
0: infiltrate the Emerald Dream, and once we defeated the Emerald Nightmare,
2: he woke up. What's what's interesting to me here is, and this is something that's been interesting to me in a couple other games, uh, Dark Souls and uh, Skyrim in particular, where the idea of a cycle, uh, basically there's this planned cycle for what's supposed to happen. There's this timeline that is supposed to happen. But somewhere along the line, something kind of kicks a hitch in the wheel so to speak and sort of like loops it back to the originating point so you get stuck in this endless cycle of you keep going you keep going you keep going you hit this point this point never occurs or the point does occur but it routes you off that main path and then loops you back to the beginning and then everything just continues on this this endless I
1: I have one sentence to say go ahead and Ian will at least recognize it I don't know if you've seen the movie or not but if you have you'll get it Dormammu I am here to bargain Oh,
2: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically that's a perfect example. But like even in but like going back to like just video games in general, like um, Dark Souls was you had the age of of ancients, you had the age of fire, and then there was supposed to be the age of dark, which was supposed to be the age of mortals. And there's this big thing where as you play the games, your decision is whether to keep the current cycle going, which is the age of flame, where people don't want to give up that power, don't want to, to succumb to sort of whatever inevitability that fate has and thus continue the cycle of corruption of the world around you. same thing with Skyrim with the giant ancient dragon who decides that he's not going to eat the world anymore. He wants to rule it. Um, it's the same thing. He he, There's this hitch that, that comes through and the world becomes more corrupted as a result of it. So the Age of Dragons sort of bleeds into the Age of Mortals. And I'm wondering if something similar is happening, like sort of happens or happened in the past with Azeroth with maybe, just maybe... Uh, we were stuck in a perpetual cycle and we didn't know it. And maybe the events that have occurred have actually broken us out of that perpetual cycle, so that maybe we are actually starting to proceed down the actual sort of faded timeline. I guess would be the best way to phrase it. And I'm kind of curious if that's actually what's going to happen.
0: So here's here's where we're going to jump a little bit because we need to talk about the Infinite Dragonflight. Obviously, the the catalyst of the Infinite
1: Dragonflight.
0: We don't know exactly when that happened. Well, because
1: when it happened is immaterial. It happened in the future. It happened
0: at some point, and when it did, it created this splinter faction of dragons who were supposedly working towards. They were working they were helping the old gods and they were trying to bring about the hour of twilight. And they were doing that by try by messing with time ways and things like that, because Except, they had the powers of the bronze dragonflight. Were
1: they ever though? I mean, the only time we see them even interacting with the old gods is, um, you know, the, 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 the end of t- end of time dungeon where they're flat out trying to stop you from doing anything. Uh, it's one of the weird things of the infinite dragonflight. And I know you and I talked about it before I even wrote like way back. I wrote a thing about, you know, there's a, when you do the original um, caverns of time, right? And, you, and you're doing um, try to remember the name. It's I think it's beyond the dark portal. You're doing the, the, that dungeon, yeah. And the the last boss Aeonis, is Aeonus is his name, I think. Uh, I believe so. no, he was the Black Morass. Yeah, it's Black Morass is what I'm talking about. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Black Morass in opening the dark portal.
1: Yes. Is that the, the one portal. you're
0: talking about? Yeah, yes. that was Aeonis.
1: When when he shows up, he says, um, I believe the exact quote is, you know, we're here to shatter this clockwork universe.
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: And if you think about it this way, we only assume that they're in league with the old gods because, you know, they're weird time dragons that seem to be complete photo negatives of the bronze dragonflight. For all we know, they're the entire bronze dragonflight. Because when, when uh, Nosdormu goes, who's to say he doesn't convince the entire bronze dragonflight to come with him? They're his flight. Why wouldn't they listen to him? If he says, no, guys, time is broken. We messed up. We have to fix this. I was misled, and we have to go back and, and fix things. Who's to say they don't all go with him? We, that's the thing is we we know he will become Murazond, so we don't know when they're from. We, we know they're from our future, but we don't know how far into our future they're from. It's really... And, I, I mean, love it says, that they, even in the Dungeon Journal, though, in the Dungeon Journal, it says
0: that Nosdormu was tricked by the old gods into trying to subvert his mortality. He, he he tried he tried to do what he wasn't supposed to do. He tried to prevent his own death, and in doing so, he shattered the timeways. And
1: what's really weird, though, is we he's since seen his own death.
0: Yeah, he has. He
1: knows, he knows exactly how it's well, going to Well, I mean, he go. saw his death the moment he was given those powers.
0: He was shown his own death in an attempt to basically remind him yeah you are mortal you know despite the the fact that you have all of these powers it doesn't mean that you can't die and you know remind him of his responsibility but i know like in in uh what was it i think it was thrall twilight of the aspects um in that book in particular thrall goes on a search to find Nosdormu because he's still lost he's still lost in these timelines and that's been an ongoing theme throughout World of Warcraft, pretty much nobody knows where Nosdormu is. He's lost somewhere. They they don't they don't they have no way to find him. They have no way to contact him. Occasionally he'll show up and say something, but then he just disappears again. You know, there's no real sense of where he's at. And Thrall finds him, and he discovers that the reason that Nosdormu has been hiding is because he's been trying to figure out a way to fix this whole infinite dragon flight thing, right? And that the whole reason that the old gods tricked him into trying to subvert his own mortality, it was basically so that he wouldn't be able to stop the Hour of Twilight. They wanted to try and erase Thrall from history because Thrall was such an integral part in stopping Ultraxion, stopping the Hour of Twilight from happening. If he hadn't been there to take the place of Deathwing, we would have been, I mean, Azeroth would be gone right now.
1: Which is really interesting here. Let me let me actually read Aeonis' entire quote. And then I'm going to read something that it's mentioned after the quote when you look it up on Wildpedia. Um, the time has come to shatter this clockwork universe forever. Let us no longer be slaves of the hourglass. I warn you, those who do not embrace the greater path shall become victims of its passing. It is worth noting this quote was partially stolen from Medivh. Yeah. Which... We Medivh is the guy who originally started this whole cycle thing. He's the one who says the shade The shade of Medivh is the one who says it. Is it the Echo of Medivh? The Echo of Medivh, it's right? It's the
0: Echo of Medivh. So, the other interesting part is, you know, back in Warcraft 3, when at the end of, well, it's the end of, is it Reign of Chaos? I think it's the end of Reign of Chaos. When Archimonde gets blown up and the tree is all better and everything. And then you have that lovely cinematic with Medivh's voiceover. One of the things that he says, he says, the hope for future generations has always resided in mortal hands. And now that my task is done, I'll take my place among the legends of the past. So first off, it feels like Medivh is trying to say, yeah, let's just kick off that whole age of mortals thing. Only it's not it's it's not time to do that yet. Secondly, he says that he's going to take his place among the legends of the past. Okay, that's fine. Does that mean that he's just going to disappear from existence? Or does that literally mean that he's going back in time somewhere?
1: That's an interesting point. I don't know, but one of the things that's fascinating about all this it ties around one of the, the thing I just, I really wanted to mention because we were talking about how thrall is so necessary for everything to avoid the hour of twilight and the old gods. You guys ever watch Gargoyles? Yeah. Do you remember the thing they called the Xanatos Gambit?
2: Yep, the yeah. Xanatos Gambit is a classic for a reason.
1: Okay, Joe, tell us about the Xanatos
0: Gambit for the people <laughs> who because you haven't done much talking and and I'm and I'm sorry. So tell us about the Xanatos Gambit so that. Our audience knows what it is because maybe they
2: haven't seen this show. It's a plan for which all foreseeable outcomes benefit the creator. So basically, Xanatos was the big bad during the, the Gargoyles uh, show, and he was eternally linked uh, with one of the characters so that he couldn't die unless they killed each other. It was all convoluted and wibbly-wobbly type stuff. But every plan that he ever put into motion, no matter what happened, he won. It didn't matter if he defeated you or somebody else defeated him or, or whatever the case was. It all fed into this massive plan. And this included things that were like superficially appeared to be a failure for him would like a year down the road turn out to be. That was also part of a different plan to make something else happen. Um, you this is a classic trope uh, that famous villains have have had throughout all the years uh you may notice that this is something similar to if you've read comic books that lex Luthor has happened most of the time Um,
0: so basically even the failures are even the failures are
2: victories exactly
0: you just don't know that they're victories until years
1: down the road when it comes back to bite you in the butt yeah and okay go ahead (laughs) dr dr doom is fast is famous for doing this kind of thing too but the reason i mentioned that is because doom had a time machine yep if you now let's look at it this way we set up the whole idea that the, the, the Old Gods created the original time distor- distortion to, to draw Nos Dormu in, to, get, you know, to change history, and also to get Nos Dormu occupied trying to stop the infinite dragonflight and thus busy so he couldn't stop the uh, Hour of Twilight. But what if the Hour of Twilight itself is just yet more of their plan? They, and it they, doesn't matter if they fail to stop it, great, we get out if they successfully stop it, well, they had to travel back to the War of the Ancients again to do this. Keep in mind, we didn't just go back to the War of the Ancients and the War of the Ancients novels and create that alternate timeline. We later then went back again mm-hmm. to get the Dragon Soul to stop Deathwing. We've now been back and forth between that period of time and our own, like, four times. And Nosdarmu was very
0: quick to point out at the end of Dragon Soul, if you spoke to him, he said that the the dragon soul the thing that you took it basically vanished and went back to the correct timeline or whatever now that everything was all fixed but did it really i mean here's the thing right we have this whole bit with the infinite dragon flight where supposedly they're working for the old gods and they've got this whole thing going on where they're trying to prevent they're trying to Keep the Hour of Twilight, like, keep that happening. They want it to happen. They're working towards that end. Yet, yet, after everything is all said and done and Cataclysm is over, we go through Mists of Pandaria, and at the end of Mists of Pandaria, when Garrosh Hellscream is on trial and he's broken out by Kairos Dormu, who is a bronze dragon at this point, Kairos Dormu and his allies are helped by members of the Infinite Dragonflight, they're still around. So if they aren't working of, you know, to like make sure that hour of
1: twilight happens, because obviously it didn't happen, what are they working on now? What are they working towards? Well, from their perspective, it hasn't happened yet, maybe, because I mean they're from the future anyway. So they're still going back in time to alter the past, even though from our perspective we've successfully stopped them. Their right, but what they're doing
0: yet. what they're doing is they're creating an opportunity for Garrosh to go to Dranor.
1: Oh, oh, no, no, no. What they're really doing is creating an opportunity for Kairos Dormu to, to, be, murdered, to, Draenor and to be, murdered. be murdered on Draenor and lose control of this little time artifact and create a possibility for an infinite planes of existence to be open to them at once, thus maybe giving the Tower Dragonflight. See, that's, that's what gets me about this. They went out of their way to say that he wasn't specifically a member of the infinite Dragonflight. Do you remember that? Yeah,
0: because yeah, he said yeah. one of his last things that he said was I will become infinite. He's trying to become one of them
1: or m- more than that. Cuz if he knows Murasund is dead from his perspective and his time frame, Murasund needs replacing. So he wants to be that replacement. It's you know, we know that aspects could be replaced, right? This the
0: the the part that kills me about this though is the fact that he's dead cuz now we'll never know We'll never know exactly what he was doing, what well, he was well, trying to accomplish here. A, Kairos Starmer is dead.
2: Yeah, a- but it's not to say we can't uh, go back again, like we've know, done multiple times already.
0: Yeah, but is that really... Given everything that we know about time travel so far, is that really a good idea? Is time travel one of those things we should be touching? Or should we just, like, leave it be? Because uh, Warlords this, of Draenor... I'm going to bump forward here a little bit, right? Okay, Warlords of Draenor was a little bit different. We went to... Basically, an alternate reality is what it was. It was a different reality in which the Horde hadn't gone through the Dark Portal yet. They hadn't conquered Azeroth or anything like that. And in that alternate reality, that alternate reality was in the past. So we not only traversed universes, we traversed time. But since we were in that own little, like, pocket universe, what we did in that pocket universe, it isn't affecting our own timeline at all. Like, not in any way.
1: Well, no, it is affecting our timeline in some ways, but only in the way that because we brought gold on through. But yeah, yeah, beyond that, though, well, that's here's like- the, do we know that? Like, here's like the weirdest thing about the, that whole thing. I always yeah. it's bothered me ever since. If all the demons only exist out in the Twisting Nether and they're the same demons, whether they're in that timeline or our timeline, did we inform them of the outcome of things by running into them 30 years ago? Like, I don't know. That's like, is this basically us giving them a great big hint that this is how Hi, it's we've just going. given you a big heads up on <laughs> how to conquer us. You're, you're not going to win. So you should try a different tactic or in this case, you should try the exact same tactic, but with a lot more demon. You're saying we need <laughs> more demons. That's always what you think I'm saying. Yes. Well, I have a lot of demons. But we so. have
0: so many demons we can throw at this puny world. It's all good. Um, they just needed an opportunity to do that. And in order to do that, they needed Goldon. I'm assuming they needed Goldon. See, that's the thing that always kind of like bugs me about Warlords of Draenor is the only thing that we took from Warlords of Draenor. The only thing that carried over was Gul'dan. Mm-hmm. That was it. He came over and opened up the way for the Legion to come to our world. So did I, Kairos was... know this when he took Garrosh there? Did Kairos know that this was going to happen? Did the old gods know that this was going to happen? Was this actually part of... Because you have the infinite dragonflight. They're supposedly being influenced by the old gods, but they're performing a task that theoretically is helping the Burning Legion. So what's the ultimate purpose here? And Joe, I'm going to let you talk again because you haven't
2: gotten to talk a lot. No, and that's fine. It's, just, it's one of those things where I don't know what the ultimate purpose is because it, it is so weird that... Gul'dan was the only piece moved right like it was really the only piece that mattered and it's like to what end like is if if do they just want the legion to take over Azeroth but even better do they just want us to have a different target and and here's where I, I mentioned this a while ago and the only thing that I can really think of is that they're okay with this and this serves their purpose because we are going to leave the planet. We are going to go somewhere that isn't Azeroth. The greatest heroes of Azeroth, the ones that that have defeated every evil plan, are once again leaving this planet. And we're going to be going. We don't know how far away Argus is, really. Like, it it, it could be infinity away. It could be, you know, years and years and years of space travel. Or it could be like, you know, you pop over there. It could also be a case where we get there and we get stranded. We don't know. We don't know if the Exodar is going to be able to like remain flight worthy on the way back or how we're going to get back and forth or if the portal anchors that Illidan left in place are going to be able to be activated. And I think that is actually more likely their plan. If we're not there to stop them, they have run of the place. They can do whatever they want, mostly unopposed, because the greatest heroes, the greatest threat to them are removed. We're no longer there to stop them. And maybe that was it. Maybe that was the entire thing all along was like Rossi said earlier in this in this in this podcast we're the only things they fear because we touch the chaos and the order we are both we are embodiments of both and if they can't remove us and kill us then they need to remove us by giving us something different to focus on that isn't them
0: okay i have a question for you guys for both of you obviously according to the whispers of giant flesh eyeball in emerald nightmare eldenoth He says that flesh was the gift and, you know, our creator gave it to us, that kind of, you know, he's going through all of this stuff and he can't really take what the old gods say too seriously because they could be lying. But the thing is, is I don't think that they've ever really lied to us. They don't need to. They don't need to. They they told flat out told us the truth because the truth is 10 times more horrifying than any lie would ever be. We're being pitted against the Burning Legion, right? All of this machination with the infinite dragonflight working to take Garrosh wherever, what that ultimately ended at, what that ultimately resulted in was the Legion coming to Azeroth and everything that's happening in World of Warcraft Legion right now. It's us against the Legion. What if we aren't actually fighting the Legion to protect our world so much as the old gods have been cultivating us as their own little army, the thing that's capable of defeating the Burning Legion, so that they can more easily conquer the universe. I
2: would buy that if they feared the Legion, but they don't fear the Legion. I mean maybe no, there's like like a reason they don't fear it, the Legion. It, it, maybe. It's a
0: thing it's a thing that they kind of want to like get rid of because, you know, it's like a mosquito or something like that. But what if the reason that we've been given the curse of flesh and the re- like the old so gods are, defend- aren't they aren't trying to destroy us. They're trying to cultivate us and use us as a weapon against well, this thing that is bothering them.
2: I think it's the middle against the ends, right? Because, yeah, it, look, at, look, at, look at some of the major the major run ins we've had with old gods in the past. Immediately following those run ins with the old gods, something else major has happened to divert our attention. Uh, you kill Cthulhu, and then all of a sudden we have Agents of the Lich King coming down that we need to go ahead and take care of. Um, or, you know, kill Jaden coming out of the Sunwell, or, or whatever the case is.
0: Agents um, of the Lich King and the Lich King was originated by
2: the, uh, Burning, exactly, Legion. the Burning Legion. So, Kil'jaden I'm wondering.
0: coming out of the Sunwell, he's with the Legion. Like, mm-hmm. every time we have any kind of victory against the old
2: gods, the Legion seems to pop up.
0: Uh, almost immediately afterwards and the only exception to that was that when we defeated the Lich King we jumped immediately into Cataclysm and Deathwing was a pawn of the old gods Mm -hmm. now was that like them playing their hand too early or was that again part of this whole Xanatos gambit type thing I guess I guess what I'm trying to ask here is obviously the timeline has shifted whether we think about it too much or not when Nosdormu sent Ronin and and Crassus and Roxagar back in time that created a splinter and that splinter carried forward when we were sent back again to retrieve the dragon soul did that create another splinter? We don't know because according to Nasdarmu, you know, it was returned and things were set back right. Okay, if it was set back right, but it was set back right as according to that splinter that was created when Crassus and Proxigar and, and, and Ronin were sent back in time. So we've got all of these little fractures and junctures and things, these little pockets of existence that are created by time. Which ones are actually affecting us? And how are those, like, were those all catalysts of the old gods? Or were those something that Nozorma was doing by himself?
1: Rossi, what do you think? Uh, basically, one of the things I was thinking while you guys were talking uh, is that I I think, I don't think the old gods are grooming us to to be their army. Because they have armies that they can just spawn whenever they want to. Um, the crystal Flesh is pretty seriously, obviously, intended to just make us something that they can deal with they can't consume titan forged creatures that they can deal with and also something that they can inevitably control yeah. but mm. what i what i think I, I the controlling thing is is certainly something that they do with people they drive people crazy and control them but one of the things i find most fascinating is people like helia and other titan forged two of like loken loken was never affected by the curse of flesh and yogsaron found a way to manipulate him um in a way, t- the Titans' perfect creations are the most vulnerable. I think this is a situation where the Old Gods may have intended the Curse of Flesh to do one thing, but it actually does more than that. Because the Curse of Flesh, flesh is flesh is their gift. They're not mm-hmm. kidding. Flesh is living flesh is something that is much is not in the Titans' plans for things. Uh, originally. It's chaos. And, and well, no, not just because it's because it is chaotic by nature. It's a living thing; it changes yeah. and grows. I, I think that the the old gods they they embody that corruption aspect, but they don't embody life. Life transcends that, and that's the thing. By being living things, the the fleshy beings of of Azeroth are as much beyond the old gods as they are beyond the Titans, and thus beyond the Legion, because the Legion are so ultimately- the
0: curse of flesh. Rather than being a source of corruption, as may have been intended, was actually like a vaccination? Well, it makes, it makes
1: us dangerous to both sides. We can oppose Algalon and beat him. And keep in mind, Algalon could, could wipe out all life on, on Azeroth. And we stopped him. We beat Algalon. We beat him despite it being impossible. And that means we can do the impossible. And if you can do the impossible, that's as much a danger to the old gods as it is to anybody. Yes. So in a way, they're playing with fire and because they're crazy that's not a problem they're they're creatures of pure insanity that's not a problem for them to play with fire but at the same time we are a danger to them as well so well, I, I do think that all the the time stuff goes back to this idea of if the if things progress as they have as they're supposed to progress the old gods don't win because if that were the case they wouldn't do it well and, that's trying to be orderly. You know, I, I, I'm going to shut up in a little second. I, 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 it's trying to oppose order on chaotic thought patterns, and that's the, the problem here.
2: These are things that don't think like we do. Here, here's my question. What is the only condition in which the old gods lose? The only condition in which the old god loses is if Azeroth, Azeroth either is birthed into a full titan or is destroyed. Why? Because their ultimate win condition is to corrupt Azeroth into a void titan. That's been their game plan since day one. And to me, all the stuff, all the posturing is a Xanathos Gambit, because all they're doing is keeping us in between the Legion and Azeroth, because while they may not fear the Legion, the only thing that they do fear, potentially, at least in my eyes, would be the destruction of Azeroth. What is the Legion hell-bent on doing? Destroying Azeroth who's the only one fighting them back and has been every single time the Old Gods have piped up and then the Legion's like, oh God, the Old Gods are, you know, everybody's weak. Let's go swoop in. Ah, darn it, heroes again. We are one way or another, whether we were being controlled by them by being their actual legions of armies or despite the fact that we have free will and we're like, this is our planet. Nobody's going to take it from us. We are inadvertently helping them by saving Azeroth because as long as Azeroth exists, their plan has the potential to win because their ultimate goal is the corruption of Azeroth. And going to the timeline things, anything that keeps the timelines uh, in a straight line where there's only one Azeroth hurts their plans. Now, if you extrapolate that and there is the multiverse theory or, or the multi-timeline theory where there are infinite Azeroths out there, there are infinite chances that the old gods have won. They don't want a strict timeline because of that. There, there's so many things at play here that all loop back to that same principal fact: they want Azeroth, they want her to be born a Void Titan, and we are unfortunately helping them in that plan by fighting off the Legion. I hate to say well, it, I'm starting well, to I'm starting to agree with Sargeras almost.
1: Well, here's the problem too. The other problem is, of course, is we, we know based on the Scepter of Sargeras and other artifacts that Sargeras's goal, his his win condition, is come to Azeroth crack it open and get to the the titan essence inside and merge with it. Mm-hmm. Like he he's that's what he wants. He is he's in love with Azerov. Not us, obviously not the planet that we have, but the titan entity. The world soul. Yeah, sure. Yeah. He he is obsessed with it. I love is not the right word because I don't think Sargas loves obsession I think is good. He's obsessed with it. He wants to join with it. He wants to create it. And even that takes
2: character. it away from the old gods.
1: Yeah, and exactly. So we're in a situation where either Either group's win condition is death for us. So we're kind of caught in the middle. Yeah. There is like an aspect of this whole thing that does make me wonder, like the Titans created the Titanforged because they couldn't act on this scale. They couldn't, you know, they, Amantul tried and he, he ripped out and killed the most powerful of them, Yashaj. And when he did so, he created the Well of Eternity, which was the pure Titan arcane power, which, and I'm going to say this now because it's one of those things we now know. Arcane power has control over time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was after the death of Yashraj and the creation of all eternity that the aspects were created. Except it was, it was
0: after the Titans had died.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah, it was. Yeah, after. because Except... they weren't there for it. Tyr just imbued them with these different powers. Wait a minute, though. We're not 100% on that because Tyr and the others asked the Titans for help and the Titans responded.
0: Right, but which was it the Titans at- that responded because they were alive, or was it the last essences of the Titans on Azeroth? Well, we don't know because that's the way it's presented in Chronicle. Uh, that you know, it doesn't. It definitely it's kind of up say. in the air, and it's it's kind of up in the air with the with the uh, short story about Gallicron, Well, the novella
1: about Galacron too. Yeah. Um. But one of the things to think about is if if the Titans were destroyed when they empowered the aspects, that's interesting because it means they can still respond, which would kind of throw off, why would Loken be so despondent then? Loken was despondent because he couldn't get the Titans to respond to him anymore.
2: He but if nothing. the Titans knew that he was touched or, or you know, under the eyes of the old gods, maybe they wouldn't have responded.
1: Yeah, it's, it's because... one of those weird things. But the thing is, he wouldn't have been despairing if after that had happened. Because he started falling because he felt the weird change when the Titans' essences as- 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 entered him. Because he got, like, you know, him and Mimiron... Got, you know, uh, Golganeth's essence hit them. And they were, he was like, what? What was that? And that's when he started going. But if after that had happened, he reached out to the Titans and they were like, yes, we will empower these people for you. Then he would he'd be like, oh, well, they're fine. I just, yeah, I just talked to them. That's, everything's fine. So, you know what I'm saying? Narratively, that doesn't make sense. But we, we're we not clear on this. There's, I can't say with clarity that they weren't already destroyed when they empowered the Aspects. But at any rate... We know that the, the Well of Eternity was formed before the Aspects were created. The, 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 the magic began leaking out and they had to start ordering Azeroth. And it's Tyr, isn't it? It's Tyr who says, my, my brethren and I have become too distant from actual life. Yeah, I think so. And so if you think about it, there's this whole aspect of life that, that you know, some of the, the, the Watchers don't even like. Like, Odin is like, no, that stuff's gross. The, the fleshy thing where you have actual fleshy things no i don't like that i want all titan forged to be in charge no, non-corrupted ma- even better bodies titan forged and i'm gonna create weird undead ghost things to make sure i have these you know these are this army of of titan forged because i'm just don't trust you guys with your your fleshy vets okay so going back to
0: Nozdormu and the creation of the infinite Dragonflight and the death of Murazan and everything else obviously when Nozdormu was made into an aspect and charged with this whole you know keeping the one true timeline that was part of a cycle and he mentions that I mean he mentions that when Murazan dies he says that cycle is closed and it'll keep going it'll repeat so it goes so he's under the understanding that yes, there are several cycles out there. This cycle that Nosdormu was sworn to protect is it the same one that we're dealing with in Legion, or is it a completely separate thing? I
2: think and it was a completely so, separate thing. Yeah.
0: What was the purpose of that cycle, and was it in fact actually like resolved satisfactorily? Because. Yes, we defeated Murazond, and yes, we brought, you know, we brought the Dragon Soul forward, forward. We were able to prevent the Hour of Twilight from happening and everything else. But at the same time, it didn't really seem to save anything, did it? Because we're still in danger. We're still in danger from the Legion, and it's also incredibly apparent in Legion that we're still in danger from the Old Gods. The Emerald Nightmare is still a thing. We haven't we haven't put a halt to whatever it is the old gods are doing. We just put a halt to that one particular cycle. So how many cycles are there? Is there an infinite number? Is that why the infinite dragonflight is still a factor? Are we going to see them again? What do you guys think?
2: I think that there isn't a potentially an infinite number of cycles just based off of the fact that we have shattered sort of the rule of the timeline and now that there are just an infinite number of possibilities spinning out there into the into the void. Um and I think that before everything is said and done, I think we will see the infinite dragon flight again.
1: What about you, Rossi? Uh I think that we if we go back to the original question about, you know, the the the, the rift that was that caught Nazdormu that seems to have started this all off. And Iladon, the magic he was casting and why the, the old gods moved. Way to... back, yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you look at that, when you think about what's actually happening, and the the fact that we've gone back to the War of the Ancients so many times, we're in the War of the Ancients right now on the Broken Isles. Oh, yeah. Because the Suramar deal, that's, you know, they're, they're a holdover. There, there's a book series. Um, I'm not a really a big David Eddings fan, but he has a book series b- basically. Uh, not, not his, you know, not his uh, Belgarad stuff, but he has a book series about a character who is effectively divorced from fate. He has no fate. He has no destiny. He's called Anaka, and one of the points of that book is that something happened in the past that basically knocked everything off the off of its tether, and now with the with the death of a main character, everything is set back on its path again. History is reset. Uh which Joe mentioned this before when he was talking about video games and so forth. I think the fact that we are basically retreading the events of the War of the Ancients without time traveling to them. We're basically getting to see their legacy. We're basically having the you know, the chickens have come home to roost, so to speak. It's like an echo of it almost. Yeah, it's like it's like literally we're it's like someone once said, you know
0: Suramar, Suramar was Removed, it wasn't removed from time, obviously, because time progressed in that little bubble, but it was removed from the rest of the world enough that everyone that's in there is kind of in the same mindset that they were during the War of the Ancients.
1: Yeah, and when you have an ageless people who are basically subsisting on pure magic, these things happen. But it, it's just fascinating to me to think about the idea that all of these places are sort of divorced from, from they haven't moved along with us, even though that they've had their own stuff going on. Like Valshara and and Azuna in particular. Azuna, everybody's a freaking ghost, you know. Azuna, they actually—they're upset that you know living things are living in their ancient cities because now their cities are changed. And you know, meanwhile, here you guys are, ghosts. Of course, you know, you're dead. You're not supposed to be here at all. And you've been held that way because of this relic. I mean, you know, and we're seeing it over and over again. It's like the plot of Legion is—is that nothing has ended. Like the entire War of the Ancients, was ju- the, the entire 10,000 years since the War of the Ancients has basically just been a, a, a breather. And now it starts up again. Like we, we, Even the Illidan bit where he's getting his eyes burned out by Sargeras and he sees the true power of the Legion is, is another reminder of, you know, they're just going to keep coming. They just, if, if we stop them this time, they'll come again. They don't care. They will just keep throwing stuff at us. And it, it basically points out to the futility of the cycle. The, yes, it's a cycle, but it's one that we have to break because we can't win this way. Except that at the same
0: time, and we're going to go back to Illidan here, when Light's Heart shows you Illidan's birth, it, the Naru, Zera, Zera makes a comment and says that Illidan's life was full of potential, his destiny forged in the Great Ordering and cast to the cosmic winds, where at last it would find a home on Azeroth. Within the tiny vessel, the Great Cycle began anew. This
1: is a different cycle. How
0: many cycles are there?
1: <laughs> that's the thing is, I don't think it is a different cycle. Is I think it the it's same
0: a... cycle on repeat?
1: Well, here's the thing is, I think that these things are all microcosms of the larger struggle for the ordering of the entire cosmos. You've got the great cycle, which is basically the entire struggle of the cosmos to become ordered from its chaotic nothingness state like you know light and darkness if you if you really use the Diablo 3 cosmology which is very heavily manichaean there's that point where the diamond warrior and, and and tathamet destroy each other and from that all existence comes about at some point in the past existence came about and the void has been trying to make that stop ever since you have the light and the void ultimately struggling. That's the great cycle. And all these other cycles are just that cycle playing out in microcosm. They're just different versions of that. So Illidan's life is part of that. It's He's part of that in that it's a recreation of it. It's, it's, it's like you look at fractals and you see a tiny fractal shape and then you can blow it up and see it again. Or ripples it, in the water, that kind yeah. of thing. Okay. It, it's really fascinating to think about the idea that Illidan himself is just... You, look at him. He's fell corrupted. He's got the old gods whispering at him. He is Azeroth. He yeah. is, which is
0: kind of weird to think about. Well, I think that kind of wraps us up for today. Unless Joe, did you have any more commentary on that particular topic?
2: No, I think I think we've covered it pretty sufficiently.
0: Okay. All right. Um, I'm sad
1: we didn't talk more about shower,
0: though. And that's okay. We can leave that Next for time. another time. <laughs> but, uh, David, I don't know if that addresses your question or not, but we sure had a lot of fun talking about it, so there's that. Uh, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch, and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience and for you guys that are listening right now if you want to know more about illidan you can learn more about him in the novel illidan by william king that's the one that came out with legion um we are offering a free audiobook download. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you guys the opportunity to check out their service. And you can actually get Illidan as part of that 30-day trial. So if this is a book that you haven't checked out yet, you probably should, because there's a lot of Legion lore in there. And you can download many of Blizzard's other titles as well as Illidan and plenty of other books besides by going to BlizzardWatch.com slash Audible and just signing up for your trial. Um we kind of i think we got off the subject of time travel but that's okay because a lot of this whole time travel that we've been talking about has all tied into the old gods so here's my closing question for you guys obviously Amanthul, he embodied or he imbued nosdormu with the ability to watch over the timeline and make sure the one true timeline came to pass and on the opposite end of the spectrum we have the old gods who corrupted Nosdormu, and they've been using that whole timeline to their own end. Who has the correct timeline? Is there really a correct timeline at all?
1: Rossi, go. I don't. That's one of the things I've always wondered about. Like, is it the correct timeline just because they say so? Like, you know, this is the one we want, so it's correct. Uh, you, you don't really know, uh, but I do think, honestly and sincerely, I do think that we're past the point of being able to, to shepherd it. I think we've gone into a we're in a we're in a post timeway watching phase. We've you know whether fr- for I, th- I honestly do think the old gods tricked Nosdormu and the other aspects into giving up their powers. I think that it was a Xanatos gambit. The entire hour of twilight was a great big okay, save the world. and now you can't stop us. Okay,
0: Joe, what do you think?
2: Honestly, I'm I'm with Rossi on this one. I I I can't think of anything else to add to it.
0: Do you think that there's one true timeline, or do you think that? the old gods and or the Titans were just picking the aspect that worked best for them.
2: I think that's more it. I think that they were just picking the one that worked best for them. I don't know. I don't necessarily know that there is a true timeline. I don't know if there can be.
0: Okay. Well, thanks guys for tuning in. Um, As always, if you have any questions for lore watch, you can email us at podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Just be sure to put lore watch in the subject line. So we know which show it's actually intended for. Thanks for listening. And we will see you guys in two weeks.